You're listening to the We Are Limerick podcast. I'm your host, Keen Reinhardt, and join me each week as we meet the people of Limerick who are making it the place it is today. You can keep up to date with all Limerick news by following the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels or visiting limerickpost.ie. So uh, the guest on this week's show is Louise Donnan from the Lime Tree Theatre. Louise, how are you? I'm good, Keen, and you? I'm not too bad. We already had this conversation before we started, but... Um, it's nice to get it, it on air as well. It is. <laughs> uh, it's a very odd time for a lot of people and a lot of industries, and the theatre sector isn't much different, is it? It isn't. Uh, it is a, an extremely odd time for us. Um, yeah, we we're we're working in a, in a strange kind of an environment in the sense that we are constantly scenario planning and uh, trying to come up with different ways of working that will make sense for us and that will also make sense for the new reality that we are finding ourselves in. I mean, when this first broke back in March, we, you know, we were... We we were very taken aback, right, that we had to close and cancel everything. But we kind of felt, look, it's going to be a couple of weeks, maybe a month. At the worst, we'll be back, you know, at the end of May, early June. And as time went on and this realization hit us and the, the, the way things were changing and, and you know, and uh, it, it, it was, it was very, um, very strange, very strange. Mm. And uh, what happened, in fact, was people began to look to us and say, well, uh, you know, people who had booked shows in for the summer and the autumn. Uh, when, when we began to realize that they, they weren't going to happen, yeah. we then had to sort of turn ourselves around and start, uh, and that's what I was saying, we're doing a huge amount of reading, a huge amount of assessing what other theatres are doing across the country and in Europe, in the UK and in Europe, to try and get some help. And I mean, there is a huge amount of help out there. There's an awful lot of people working towards the same goal to try and reopen theatres. But... Um, what we find ourselves doing really is trying to trying to second guess what it's like going to be like in August and September and October and, and beyond that. And that's actually really quite difficult. So as I was saying earlier, we're very, we seem to be really, really busy, but it's, it's work that is frustratingly unproductive because we can't actually program or we can program very little yeah. based on the, the, the reality that's facing us. And when the announcement came out last uh, week and the government said, yay, theatres and cinemas can open, I'm kind of thinking, uh, yeah. Very short can. notice. Well, but no, it's not that. <laughs> we can open, but we can't have more than 100 people inside. Yeah. In, in, and, and the line holds how many? 510. And it, it makes it completely unviable. There's no performer or theatre company that can come and play to 100 people uh, and uh, even 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 get back their costs. Never mind us getting back our costs. So it's it's utterly unviable. And but one um, thing people don't see in theatre production is the staff in the back room. Yeah, no, that's page. that's absolutely true. And in fact, yeah. on Twitter recently, uh, Fergal Hines of Druid Theatre Company tweeted this pyramid. Uh, it, it was basically a. a um, uh, sorry, I'll, I'll silence my phone there. Uh, it was uh, a pyramid, like one of those, like that 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 uh, pyramid that you have for healthy eating. 
but this was the kind of the tip of the iceberg were maybe three or four people on stage and then underneath it an enormous amount of activity and work that has to be put together that has to be done in order to put a show together um, and I mean one of the one of the sectors or one of the groups of employees that are really really affected by this that people aren't aware of is the whole technical end and in everything from you know performances like that you or the big big shows like the electric picnic you know people are preparing six months for that that festival uh, production crew sound and lighting engineering all the all the backup that it takes to create an event like that and that's something enormous like a three-day open-air event with 50,000 people attending but likewise right down to the smallest theatre where there's uh, say like the bell table 220 seats and you have a whole number of performances this each single performance has that same pyramid underneath it getting ready for it and when you take away when you take away the, tip, the, the ability at the tip of the iceberg to perform to the audience, the, the rest of it is also it completely collapses underneath it. So um, that's and where we've seen people, our difficulties um, are. Go online with live streams and stuff like that, but it's not the same for a performer. You don't no. get that connection with the crowd that you would get in a theatre. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's the, that's the key thing about theatre, and the key, you know, the the the, the uniqueness of it um, that you're in. It's live. It's there. It's happening in front of you on the stage, and the fact that you're with people all around you. And people have often said, you know, that audiences as well react very different. You could have a run of five nights of a show, and the show would be completely different every night mm -hmm. because of the people who are in there and how they're reacting. And sometimes you'll have actors coming off saying, "Oh my God, it was a really quiet audience tonight." And they think that the audience really didn't enjoy it. But then you go out into the foyer and you talk to people and they say it was absolutely fantastic. But what it is is that they're, they're so, they were so enthralled. They were, they were extremely quiet. Now, obviously, there are times when they, they are quiet because they hate it <laughs> too. But there's that, you, that, that uniqueness of the live event. Uh, can't be replicated. It's there, it's there on the night. And I, I, and I agree with you. I mean, I must say, I find the online uh, presentations of theatre it's just not the same not the yeah. same at all and I, I I remember at the very back in early April the National Theatre in London were broadcasting uh, One Man Two Governors um, and I lasted about 10 minutes because yeah. I was kind of thinking oh, it's, it was so flat because I wasn't in a in, in a performance and, and it's a great play and I, I really like it but and it's uh, James Corden was in it and you know he got absolutely rave reviews but it just wasn't the same as, as a live event and like uh, I think one of the last trips to the theatre for me uh, I brought my mum to see A Murder Is Announced which was in the Lime Tree and oh yes yes the connection between the yes. audience then so I remember uh, uh, between acts yeah my mum turning to the person beside her saying what did you see there that I didn't see? Who do you think did it? You know, <laughs> yeah. you won't get that if you're sitting at home no. watching a, a show. No, you won't. You know? Yeah, no, and that's, for, that's exactly for the audience, it. Like you said, you know, some nights they're out there and it's basically crickets. But yeah. if you're doing, if you're talking to a camera, you're getting yeah. crickets all the time. Yeah, all the time. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. And, and, and interesting when you say about your mother turning to, 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 talk, to chat to somebody beside her, th there's also that, like, I mean, going to the theatre isn't just about what's on the stage. Mm -hmm. It's the whole the whole thing of getting yourself ready, uh, getting the kids sorted. If you have kids, then 
than going out, getting in the car, driving in, you're, you're, you're going in to have a, a drink in the foyer, maybe meet friends. It's a real social occasion as well as that. And, and obviously you can't do that when you're watching it on a screen. Exactly. And uh, around this time of year, uh, people would have already booked for autumn, but people are also yes. usually preparing for panto season. That's right. And That's the right. Tree hosts the panto as well, which we do. We do now. We we're, we're we still haven't made a decision on panto with the Limerick yeah. Panto Society. I'm I'm going to be talking to them in a couple of weeks' time, um, but we're very we're very worried we're very doubtful you know we're not sure how we can make it work and this is you see so and that's why the announcement saying oh theaters are back open again by the government kind of completely misunderstands how 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 it works yeah you know you can't you can't just open a theater and that's it that's all you have to do there's so much uh so much work to prepare for it and uh like for instance with the panto huge cast Mm Uh, they have to start rehearsing in early September. Uh, and all the kids that are involved as yeah, well. Yeah, the chorus know? numbers are yeah. like, there's some, there could be 20 or 30 people involved in one chorus number. Mm-hmm. How can you, how can you rehearse that under social distancing uh, regulations? So that's, that's where the, the, you know, people, where everyone's coming up with, you know, we, but there's an awful lot of head scratching going on and, and, but people are coming up with solutions Um you know, but but fundamentally, then they're going to have to come together, even if they were to rehearse in three different units. But at some point, they have to all come together and fit on a tight space stage when there's 30 of them dancing. Yeah. And then uh, what are you learning from Europe? What, what are you seeing happen across the continent? Um, yeah, well, we're learning. Uh, it, it, it's it's not it's not. There's no easy answers. There's yeah. some countries have moved to one meter distance, and the numbers allowed in the building at any one time. Because initially we were only focusing on the seats. Okay, I'm I'm sitting here, and the next person is going to be a meter away from me. Yeah. But that's uh, that's all fine and grand. If there's a if, but if there isn't a limit to the number of people that can be in the room let's call it, mm. at any one time and for whatever length of period. So we are learning that we're going to have to do um, one, so for you, uh, the 100 one hour. capacity would be oh, yeah. every fifth seat free. Or yeah. sorry, every no, fifth you, seat No, you utilised, yes. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. And every second row blank. You can't have anybody in the row because behind you. that would be less than the two metres as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and funnily enough, we thought we might get away with it in the lime tree because the seats are quite high. And there's a steep enough rake, but mm-hmm. we have our meter measuring stick and it's simply not. It's about a person maybe 90, 90, 90 centimeters away, but that's not enough. That's yeah. it's, it's, you know, people want to feel as well as that it's about the perception of the customer. People want to feel safe as well. And we can't be cutting corners. But it does so, come down to health and safety at the end of the it day. Does, it does at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, a strict one meter distance means we can't use the, there is in, in an, it, we, we literally had to go in and you probably, you, people might've seen pictures of us online. We had to go in and we had to sit the staff down in the various seats and, and measure the distance. And in some cases, if it becomes one meter, we can get, uh, on each alternate row, we can get one if they're diagonally between the per- the person in front of them, but also the seat that has been occupied behind them. So I think in in the library we were able to get maybe four seats out of no less, maybe 
two or three seats out of the row that we had thought we'd have to leave completely blank. So that's how difficult it is to get up mm -hmm. to the numbers that, that we need. And yes, then if you've got the limit of 100 indoors, um, you know, that's... Well, anyway, with two metre distance, which still is at the moment, all we can get into the lime tree is 80. Yeah. Um, we, if it goes to one metre, we can get that maybe up to 160, 180, depending on how people come. If people come as a household and there's three or four and, and we can put them together, then we, can, we may be able to stretch it to 180. But again, that's, you know, it, it, it gets us to close to break even uh, on, on a lot of stuff, but we will... We will it means we 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 lose all the all and in fact we've already lost them all the commercial hires all the the work that we would you know where you'd sell out a show you're 510 people so you make a profit on that show which allows you to subsidize an awful lot of the shows that don't get in the 500 which mm -hmm. there would be a good good amount of them so the loss of that really has been enormous and um but I suppose the, 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 the upshot of it is, is that we're still all looking at different ways of, and, and different types of shows as well. We will be able to program um, one man or two man shows, a man, I mean person, I suppose, do, yeah. you know, small casts where there won't be, um, it's not the whole thing of social distancing on stage. Although I do say, I, I did read an article from a German uh, theatre where they, Germany seems to be allowing people, if they're in a performance or getting ready for performance, they have to rehearse socially distanced. But for the hour or the hour and a half that the performance is happening on stage, they don't have to social distance. Now, the problem with that is that, uh, and you know, as you can see, Germany's numbers are starting to rise again. Yeah. Now, I can't say that it's because of that particularly, but the, all of these, they might then revisit that uh, um relaxation of the rule and tell us no you can't you, you have to socially distance it's all trial and error really isn't it it's all trial and error and it, it's also i suppose you have to think about the whole medical end of things as well perhaps yeah. there will be a, a vaccine perhaps there will be a medicine that won't uh, cure it but will uh, greatly diminish the effects on people yeah. and it won't be such a, a death sentence for say particularly for older people to get the disease and then maybe then uh, you know over the months the the, re the restrictions will will um will re reduce also I'm, I'm i'm assuming that there won't be a full national lockdown anymore so if there's a, a cluster of cases say for instance in sligo or dublin limerick is not going to be affected by that yeah, we can and see this in some countries already can't we Yes, where they're localized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where, where they do look at, and the whole contact tracing, uh, you know, is going to be really important. And we ourselves would be very, we'll be completely ideally placed for that because everybody who comes in buys a ticket has to supply us with their with their email because that's the nature of, of booking now. Yeah. Um, so, so we will be very well placed to contact trace people if if it, it emerges that somebody has uh, has come in contact with somebody who has subsequently tested positive, but you know there's so many different things that you have to take into account now for a time which which in fact may not come to pass this this is what i'm saying is back to the whole scenario planning for something that might not happen but you still have to do it and that's yeah. where a lot of our work is at the moment but we we lost a huge number a huge amount of shows that had been programmed for the autumn uh but now, uh, so literally everything was cancelled. So what we're doing now is trying to rebuild back 
the, the, the program back up again with smaller scale shows with um uh, shows that can socially distance where, where the people on stage can socially distance and music is actually really good for that um so uh we're we're we're, start, we're slowly but surely starting putting it together but the, the we won't reopen until the we are, we're we're scheduling to open on in the bell table on monday the 31st of august and the following weekend the first weekend in september uh in in the lime tree but program permitting there is a pro there is a show a big show scheduled for that weekend that they are uh, it's the Irish National Opera and they're trying to it's a very small cast so that's good but the problem is the 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 performer the orchestra they can't have the orchestra so they're looking at alternative ways to to, to do that but again it's there but it might not happen yeah. and it might not happen we, we we and then there's another part where we have to allow for the fact that it might not happen two weeks before the 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 the, the show is that maybe a, a performer comes down with the with covid so then it'll all have to be so we'll, we'll, it's a very different way of working i'm normally one year uh, i know what i'm doing a whole year in advance whereas that's going to change significantly um it will be it'll be all online telling people yes yeah. we're going ahead tonight kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you mentioned the bell table reopening there and the lime tree following, but uh, the bell table is still kind of going to be working away with the bell table hub. It is. The bell table hub is opening on the 20th of July. That's yeah. right. The offices and the rehearsal spaces because we can socially distance. And, uh, you know, in fact, artists have been asking us, you know, they, they really would like to start to get to use it. And we have been supporting artists through the, 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 the lockdown as well. We had a... Um, uh, anniversary. A bird, the, the bird, ten bursaries, yeah, thousand yeah. euro each. So it was great to be able to invest that in the local, in the local uh, art art sector. And in fact, in many ways, this might be really good for for the local because we, local now is king. Yeah. Because the touring is not happening because people can't travel, and we're now, it, 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 you know, now we would have worked with local artists. Anyway, but we're now finding that we're turning to local artists much more and uh, really encouraging them that you know, we really want to present your work. Um, uh, and if, if in any way we can help th them do that through the use of our spaces, through whatever funds that we have to disperse that we get from the Arts Council, you know, we're really keen on doing that. So this could be, uh, it could be, in a, you know, in two or three years time, this is the kind of crisis that could uh, lead to a whole pile of creativity and imagination that, for instance, could end up with us being much more, um, having much more work that's created. Uh, when you mentioned the uh, small scale productions and Limerick has been lucky enough with some because we've had uh, Anne Blake with the morning after mm. the life before. Well, that's he right. took his to New York at one stage. That's and then right. more recently you had uh, John Kenny with Crowman. Yeah, and actually, John is coming back to us in the autumn. He's one of the shows that uh, he was programmed anyway since yeah. you know from the from from last year when he was with us, and uh, it was it, we had a really interesting conversation with him because he, when I rang him, he he kind of assumed everything would be cancelled, and I said, "No, you are the perfect show because you're <laughs> this is your one man show. We we really want to show." So he was delighted with that, and so were we. But exactly, that's that's what you're talking about. Uh, it's it's getting those shows back up on on stage. That is uh, that that's going to keep us going. And uh, recently, we've seen uh, news from the government that there's a twenty million euro. Yeah, the arts council. Yeah, for the arts council. Yeah, that's really. 
oh, that was a good day. It was a really good day because <laughs> for many, many years, we, you know, the art sector has lobbied up high up and low down. And it just, since the, since the cuts back in the, at the big recession back in 2010, it, 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 it had never been, uh, been the, the cuts never had been re- restored. Yeah. And so um, it was, it was just so good to get that news because an awful lot of us are simply unviable and particularly venues. We're on the yeah. front line really of this. Um, so uh, now I, 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 there's no word yet on how it's going to be dispersed, but there is in the, in their document, in the advisory group uh, document, they um, have specified that 6 million euro will be allocated to uh, uh, support frontline organizations, strategically funded organizations and the 50 art centers and venues around the country. So um, we're very hopeful that, that we'll, we'll, we'll get some injection of funds. Yeah. Which I, mean, I think uh, during the crisis, it kind of people realized how important the arts was yeah. to them. Yeah. Even, like uh, musicians, uh, theater performers, everything. And people forget how yeah. much, how much, like in your daily life, how much the art, like, you know, you, you, people would say to you, oh, no, I'm not really into, into the arts or I'm not, I'm not, uh, that would be my thing. But in, in actual fact, if they were to not have it, in their yeah. lives, it's very, very quickly realized it. And everything from, you know, from the, 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 the moment you turn on the radio in the morning, even if it's a politics program, there are jingles and all, you know, perform, you know, music is, is music and creativity is part of everything that, uh, that, that people do all day. And even down um, to if you're walking into town, the ads that pop up on these bus shelters yeah. and stuff. That's all, they're all created everywhere. by artists. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah everywhere and uh you know even if you know but well look the what i what i have found though is and i think that 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 point was taken by the government that the campaign that uh the national campaign for the arts did in the, in the weeks leading up to the announcement was very much that you know you wouldn't have any of what you've been watching for the while you're in lockdown none of that uh, even down to like, if, if there was no such thing as the internet or broadband, what mm. would people be doing? They'd be reading books and they have been reading books, but they've, they've been doing something which, you know, in order to pass the time, you do something that involves a huge amount of creativity and imagination to create. And that's what artists do day in, day out. And I think people kind of, it, 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 again, the crisis was a, a good opportunity to show people just how, embedded in their lives the arts are and and why they need to be supported exactly and uh, louise where can people keep up to date with the lime tree programs that are coming up well on the website is absolutely the best way and our facebook page as well uh, facebook and twitter but uh, limetreetheatre.ie uh, but we will be uh, we have obviously our our, our current uh, uh, customers are, are uh, we, we email them regularly enough with with an email but certainly if you're not subscribed to our email by all means just go onto the website and click on the subscribe button and you'll you'll get you'll be kept up to date all the time but as well as that we, we keep uh, as much uh, uh, information out as possible and obviously your good selves have been really good to us uh, uh, the, the people in the media have really looked after us and uh, have been very generous in keeping our what we're up doing what we're up to alive and well uh, and out there in the community so thanks a lot for that no problem louise thanks very much for joining us and best of luck with everything i'm looking forward to getting back to the theater at some stage myself that's great me too me too thanks <laughs> Kim. <Keen. laughs>
You've been listening to the We Are Limerick podcast. For more podcasts, visit limerickpost.ie forward slash podcasts. And you can keep up to date with all Limerick news by following the hashtag Keeping Limerick Posted across all social media channels. <laughs>